No, no, no. I, I told you. I saw this guy. <laughs> hey, everyone. Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils. And you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils. I have to say, I really can't wait until we can act- we actually get Kenny on the show. I, re- I really want Danico on the show. That'd be awesome. That'd be the day. Yep. Any day. We'll make a drinking game to play with him. That'd be fun. <laughs> Just uh, I don't know if he's going to play that game anymore. <laughs> no, There's a point not. he would definitely play with us, I'm oh, sure. Oh, he'd probably put us down. Oh, look at that. Nice Bobby Bobby. Gotta have it. Gotta have a meet and greet with Who Kenny. Is that? What, who is that? You and John? Yeah, it's John. Oh, very nice. Oh, wow. Very awesome. Very so, cool. So, you guys are all buds. Let's get him on here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he'll remember that picture from uh, 2008. You think that was uh, the uh, 950th picture you took with everybody that night? I have a picture with the devil's mascot. That's the best picture I got. I don't even have. Oh, oh really? I got Jesper Bratt. I did get Bratt. Uh, yeah, I got that's lucky. pretty good. You know, and Tony, you have everything. I have a lot right? of them. Yeah, but I, I'm like, I mean, we got to tell that story. We never told that story. We went but... to well, we went to. Uh, I know I was talking to Bobby during this time. We went to Sweden and met the whole team on that trip, and they were just. I mean. I tell you, I've I've had experience with like meeting a lot of the players through growing up, and the the Devils are one of the nicer teams. That, and you know they, uh, especially, obviously, I always notice when you meet teams, the teams that were not having success all the time seem to be the most. Like I remember the Whalers were very nice, you know, and of course like your more elite teams were more standoffish. Like Detroit was always a weird team, but um, uh, the Devils were mostly you know, Russians too, so they probably didn't, you, just didn't uh, understand you. Yeah, you basically uh, stop a bus. My wife go. speaks Russian. My wife speaks five different languages, so she can do the Russian thing. Mm, that's um, awesome. Nice. And uh, yeah, yeah but, uh, that was very cool in Sweden. Speaking of the the Russian thing, and I know I keep on going back to this thing, but now the NHL is unsure. Of, did you read this about whether or not they're going to do uh, Pride Nights anymore? Just with all the bullshit. Mm. So the NHL, instead of you know uh, upsetting you know their Eastern European base, that you know they just they'd rather just forget about it. So, you know, and then PK came out and said something really stupid about that, which really bothered me because I love PK and the fact that he said something stupid about it just annoyed me. He came out and said, um, Slubane, they, uh, he came out and when they were, they were talking about it on on one of his shows and then he came out and said uh, something to the effect of, you know, it's not a player's responsibility to be, uh, you know. Um, a standard bearer or you know to be a advocate or to be you know that that's not what we do they should if they don't want to wear them they shouldn't have to wear them and my response to that is nobody's asking you to be a fucking spokesperson for the lgbtq community they're asking you to wear a jersey for 10 minutes just to make the people that are there uh for that night feel a little bit more included so i i was a little you know fuck him so yeah that's kind of a bummer you guys think he does on that uh on the, what is it? T- what is he on TNT? He's on T- ESPN. ESPN. How do you yeah. think he does on there? I think he does great. I love him. I like him. Um, I like him there. I, I like, like him there so with like Messier him. and Chelios. And I'm you don't like PK? No. no, no. I mean, what I don't hate him about? as a person. I I, I kind of got annoyed the fact that he was with the Devils. First of all, I think that we didn't. I mean, personally, I I did. We didn't get the player I thought we were going to get totally. Um, and I thought that yeah. you know I had him he on. Already of course, I thought social media. He was on. I was on his Instagram and all these things and. I just felt like it was more of a show than, you know, um, just I wasn't impressed with his play, really. Um, yeah, basically that was it. Well, I wasn't I mean, impressed with his better play. years were definitely behind him by the time he came here. Yeah, but definitely. I, 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 I would have liked to have the Nashville version. Sure, of the yeah. Montreal uh, version you know, or the Nashville yeah, version would have been great. But, yeah. you know, it, for what he brought here, having that veteran leadership for those couple of years... I would assume that it helped some of these guys. The first um, year was definitely his last not so bad. Was his best season was the Devils, right? I would say. Yeah, you think so? I don't know. I thought he I was thought maybe his first. Yeah, but I, I always I'll go back to your thing. I always like PK. I like uh, you know. I especially love him uh, doing the the pre and post games and stuff. I think yeah. he's fantastic. But when he said that, and it kind of like just caught me a little, just a little. Uh, you know, it's just a little. I think fucked up in the simple fact that like you out of all people you know a, a, a black guy making it in a white man's sport I just thought that he had a little bit more tolerance with certain things and maybe I just read it all the wrong way it's possible you know I can I can be a uh, yeah I mean you know what it is sometimes like, I get PK, it he's PK he's a Canadian dude and um, I think the Canadian the African Canadian experience is different than the African American experience so there's always that like 
I don't know if there's a one-to-one relationship between your Colin Kaepernick's and your Kevin Weeks and you know, uh, you know, happy PK Subban's. Oh, <laughs> no, happy I, I birthday! Don't... I had no idea. But you know I what I'm no saying? Like they had Kevin like a they have like a different experience, and I don't think they see like you know they don't have that like Jesse Owens, Archer at Arthur Ashe like, tra- tradition. I get that, that. Maybe some African American athletes do. Which, by the way, African American athletes are not a monolith. They don't always feel no. the same way. Not all, every one of them agreed with Colin Kaepernick, for instance. And by the way, the pride jersey is not even equivalent to that. Yeah, uh, and that's but, the whole you know, thing. Like, I feel but, like it's just something that they allowed to grow into this fucking big talking point, and it shouldn't have been. This is something no. that never even should have been discussed. It's it just simple, been a, one, two, three, right. we're doing it, that's it. It should have been Let's another night it. on the calendar, and right. you just move on. And Nobody uh, made a big deal about the camo jersey supporting the no. tro- troops, and, and nor should they. It's just a thing. Let's go. Just do it, and you know. But, but I think whatever. Like, I think, like I was saying a couple times, I, under, I don't think that the... Uh, I think the player shouldn't have to wear it if they don't want to, but I, I and I think it's not cool. But I think with the Russian players, I get it because I told you guys already the politics over there is so bad. It goes back to their home with their family members and becomes sure, something I get all that, that can carry over. Um, I have a feeling the leagues, a lot of teams are going to, re- as we see, because I know what. How many teams have done away with it now? Or is there like four or five teams? I believe. Well, that that stopped it. Only yes. it didn't it just didn't wear it at all. There were yeah. three that I, I you're going to see of. a lot more of them. Um, so. But but here's the thing, like. Yes, I understand how bad Russia is as far as, you know, uh, homosexuality being a crime there. I get that. Uh, I get that they have to go home in the summertime and they have to deal with maybe some repercussions towards their family and uh, to themselves even. I completely understand that and appreciate that. But at the same time, there's that piece of me that's like, then stay the fuck there and play hockey. You come here, you live here, you make millions of dollars in this country and for the two weeks out of the year that you might go back home, I mean, I get it. You know, some of them might have family there, and there might be some repercussions. Whatever, I get all that. But, but for also, the most like, part, it turns the repercussions NHL, like can the, be like you're someone falling out of a fucking window, never seen. Yeah, it again. no, I get it. But you know, still, you got a vocal minority. Like right. we're talking about three, maybe four teams t- tops, and the NHL is going to like, oh, we can't go this way. You know, at that point, I mean, it looks like to me you got twenty six plus teams okay with it. Yeah. So what the hell are we talking about? You know, like it's kind of or more than that. Twenty eight plus teams. The NHL know, like no they sense. completely like the, the catering to the Russian players is actually kind of fucking sickening when you see how much they do uh, yeah. when it comes to the Russian players. They basically they I mean, I mean, God forbid, like I said, like they have no. I understand totally you don't want to get involved in politics and you don't want to get involved. I totally understand that. You are a professional athlete. You're not a politician. But when it comes to just basic common sense shit that they feel like they can't even get behind that because of who's running their country back home, whether, you know, it's, uh, you know, I remember we were talking with Ovechkin, like, you know, he got extremely Americanized until he had all this blowback from back home. And now he's like Putin's right-hand man now again, you know? Um, You know, he got all that slack. We talked about it when he was fucking playing the um, target shooting with the Russian dolls. uh, And and it was uh, Fetisov was, I saw him in an interview, and he was bashing Ovechkin. No respect for Russia, the motherland, all the other bullshit. Like, bro, they broke fucking Russian dolls playing a fucking game. Like, are we seriously? This is how uptight of a freaking nation we are. But again, yeah. they come here, they play here, they make their money here, they raise their families here. You know, that's just my whole point. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get it. I, I mean, I also think, like, I understand why the NHL wouldn't be like, okay, we're going to do a Ukrainian flag night, you know? Now, here's the thing. Is it morally right? I might agree with that, sure. But I don't expect the NHL to take on every moral cause. You have to, like, distinguish, okay, the NHL has decided to do this, you know, hockey is for everyone movement, and they're going with it. And they're either, they either are or they aren't. But right. they shouldn't let, a, like, a vocal minority sway them with this. That's what I, I looked at as, like, you know, you guys got to think out your business plan and just do it. And if you're not going to do it, you're going to look weak and stupid. And you're going to piss off people on both sides when you half-assed do it, let some teams out of it, do it for a year, back out of it because three teams said no like 
it's it's just so it's like disorganization uh, in the NHL, and, and you know they should have thought this through a little better. Well, that's the key, not right? Because I don't I don't think they thought ended. this through at all, or they just right. didn't think that this was any type of uh, you know. Uh, a little fire starter. I don't think they thought that no, at all. I, I thought it was all just, wins. You right. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. You know, we celebrate the LGBTQ community. We have, you know, hockey's for everybody. We have the gay and lesbian community at, you know, games one night and everybody's happy. Right. But no, these guys are, you know, shitting all over it. Anyway, guys, how that's, about that fucking Pittsburgh game, huh? That's nice, huh? Yeah. yeah. I mean, That's we a... own Pittsburgh. This is great. I mean, in a perfect world, they move up to seven, which isn't going to happen, and we move up to first, which isn't going to happen. The way we fucked ourselves, right? Wouldn't you love to play them in the playoffs somehow? If we get They first fucked they themselves. Get... They fucked us. They fucked yeah, us for shit right. sucking. Like, all they had to do was beat us. <laughs> they, if they beat us Tuesday, maybe beat the Rangers over the weekend. I think they right. had, like, a, a ten games with them over the last couple of weeks. I don't think they won any. Uh, that's all they had to do. Just win yeah. those couple of games, they'd be in a good position, the and then sweep. we can beat them in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. Four-game yep. sweep. So fuck the Penguins for doing that. I will say this. I have a very good – someone I hung out with for many years, played some hockey with, actually, who's a big Pittsburgh fan. He messaged me that night, and he goes, I have to admit, man. He goes, you guys are fucking good. Um, and he said also, he goes, Jack – and this, you know, someone from Pittsburgh fan who's a major, like, Pittsburgh fan, he's like – Jack Hughes is the real deal. He's like, I'll admit, at first I thought he was going to be a bust. He goes, you guys are impressive. I was like, there you go. I think a lot of people thought Jack yeah. Hughes was going to be a bust his first year. And, um, you know, yeah. he really struggled his first I season. I didn't either. Because um, the few goals he did score, you did kind of see these flashes. Uh, and just it being like, wait, he's got something there. Yeah, he's doing something nobody else is doing. Yeah. And, you know, you, know, you kind of – the thing that always made me worry about Jack Hughes, and it still does to this day, is just his size. Right, durability, um, long His durability. But he's, you know, look, he avoids uh, contact as well as anybody. He's fantastic at just being in the, you know, like we've said it a million times. He's he's five plays away ahead of everybody. So yep. he knows where everybody's going to be. He does avoid a lot of those big hits. He doesn't put himself in positions uh, to take big ones. The times he has this year, he has bounced right back yeah. up. He's, uh, he's done so much more this year to look resilient than last year. Last year, you know, he had that early hit, blew yep. him up, blew and it was like, game. it wasn't even just like, oh my God, is he going to come back? It was like, wow, this is a lot of hard road ahead for this guy. I don't feel that way this year. I feel no. like, no, Jack's handling himself, he's got it, and he's going to be okay. And I'm not worried about um, his durability nearly as much as last year. Dawson get, Mercer's a beast, as we see. I yeah, know. great. First career hat trick. Yeah, yeah, that was, I mean, look, there was really, what could you say bad about the Pittsburgh game? Um I do have to ask you guys a question, because we're in it now. We're going to the playoffs. We're hoping it's a nice long run. But we have a very young team. Yeah. And with a very young team comes Great sometimes <laughs> very poor, well, responsibility. You're right. You're right, Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> but with youth and, and well, with it comes an inexperience, not just at the postseason, but also at possibly growing postseason facial hair. So, who oh, is going to grow all. the best beard this is for the Devils? Fantastic! Now the Paul Mary's not there. I don't know. Right, Paul Mary can grow in, in in fifteen who minutes. Who is going to? Yeah, who's going to be like you and Bobby and be able to grow full beards by the second game of the first series? Tatar. Uh, who? Tatar. Yeah, Tatar is a great call. Okay, you think this Tatar man can with grow a beard. beard? Okay, he can definitely grow a beard. Um, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. A lot of your Russian players can't. Yeah. So you know, like you worry about, like for th- those some of those more experienced ones we got, we're not going to. Can Jack grow a beard? No. No. <laughs> Stop the fuck. No. No. Can can will he uh, even try? Is the question. That's a better question. No. Is he going to try to grow some like little bit of shit? He's going to look it? as bad as he sure is going to. I don't know. I think both I of those guys are just going to shake. No, just I don't shake. think Heischer's going to. I think Heischer will attempt to grow it. Really? And it will look terrible. I don't think he should do it. <laughs> and, uh, but, okay, I can Dawson Mercer grow a beard? No. 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 <laughs> Who on this team? Palat? I mean, did, to, no, Palat, did he have Palat. playoff beards? I don't remember him with playoff beards. Hala can grow. Hala, I was Hala, thinking, yeah, he, he might would. be one. I don't know, man. Hala's Hamilton? got that. Hamilton? 
I think Hamilton can grow Hamilton a beard. Hamilton can grow a crazy beard. I think it so. It might take a little time, but it's going to be this crazy red-headed beard. It'll be beard. a big, you know, Brent like, Burke type of beard. Like a Scottish Highlander beard. Kind yes. Of it's going to look crazy. But the bottom line is we're going to need at least three or four rounds to see these beards. So now the player's got something to, you know, look forward to. Well, that's, that's what, what we're you're going to say. We need, like, at least three or four beards on this team. Well, <laughs> like, that's your formula for a win. Like, so we are going to definitely, the longer we go, of course, we're going to grade the beards. I mean, you have to. This um, is the most exciting part of the playoffs all of a sudden. It never even occurred to me. Right? I was thinking it's today, been so long. who's going to grow a great, big, awesome playoff beard? Because oh, you see some guys that can just grow great ones, and then other guys, like if I was a professional hockey player and in the playoffs, I would not. Not shave. I totally. Right, here's a guy shave. I really don't. Because I know how I look two months. I can in. grow a beard, man. Oh my god. <laughs> what yeah. were you saying, Dan? I, I I think here's a guy I don't really want to see in the playoffs, but I think he's going to have a great beard. Severson. I, I think Severson's right? going to be a beardy motherfucker. Definitely. <laughs> right, uh, so. You know, some of our other defensemen, Graves, Siegenthaler, forget it, forget it. They're not your beard guys. Marino, not a beard guy. No. Yeah, Ball. My wife, my wife Ball can grow a beard. Ball might have the beard. That's who I'm. Yeah, my wife thinks that Seagathar looks like he belongs in a Seattle band in the uh, 90s. He does. Because uh, he, he looks like Chris Cornell. Yeah, Chris Cornell. <laughs> he looks yeah, exactly that. like Chris Cornell. That's a good call. So I think what your wife means is he looks like he should sing for Soundgarden. Yeah. Which That's he possibly can now on account that he's alive. Um, he's got that much going for him. I, all right, so what's your pick for best playoff beard before we go into the playoffs? I will say I'm going to go Kevin Ball will have – the best playoff beard before everything is said and done. Do so you think right. bald beard, huh? Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to say Tatar. I'm going to agree with Tony because that's a okay. great call. That's age a has one. a factor in beards. Yeah. Tatar has the age. He's he's our oldest guy that is look, look looks like a beard grower. Hollow might surprise me, but he's got kind of a baby face to him. And mm. really same with Plot. Plot has that really smooth, like... I don't know, man. I, I just feel like it's not going to work right. out for bo- both of those guys. Okay, so you guys both have Tatar. I'm going with Ball. Bob? I'm going to stick with Hall. Yeah. All right, so we All got... Right. Now, next question. We'll Who will have the worst beard come playoff time? Jack but Hughes. think... Or Jesper Brad. Or But think that they have a good one. <laughs> oh. But it will truly be... like Because they have to look in the mirror every day. But yeah. they're going to look at it and say, oh, it's not too I, bad, and they're going to go with it. I and it's going to look Bastion, terrible. I Bastion, nothing but a stash. They think he's got a full beard, Bastion. It's just going to be a wispy, a wispy stash. So I'm, no going still, I'm going with Heesher on that one. That's a good one, too. Oh, boy. Heesher's, it, it, he might go with it because he's like, I'm a captain and I have to do it. Right. So, and, and, that, and it's not going to be good. It's going to be terrible. He's not a beard guy. Um, and maybe I'm wrong, but we'll see. Uh, I think if Hughes tried, it'd be worse. But here's my thing about calling those guys: I think some of them are going to bail. I think Hughes is going to. Oh, be I like, don't think Hughes no. is going to do it. Yeah, he's like not. He's going to shave, whatever he shaves. Um, maybe Mercer. Mercer's the kind of guy. It looks like he, maybe hmm. he can grow it, or maybe it's patchy, and I can't really tell yet. But I think he's going to try and grow it. Yeah, maybe wood. Um, I think I, well, maybe I, McLeod or Wood. wood they can like probably grow my, beard. I, I think Woods will grow a decent beard. I just don't think it's going to be as good as Tatar. No, I don't think he wakes up with a beard. I think Wood might grow a beard. We'll see. I I think Hamilton might be the uh, sleeper on this one. Hamilton might be a guy that shows up, you know, for work. uh, No, great beard. Oh, definitely. And we're we're going with Ball and Hala and Tatar. Hala, I can kind of see, like, growing a beard, like Dan said, like kind of wispier, not like big, burly uh, you know Ryan Fitzpatrick freaking beard. That's what right. I want to see. And I don't know if there's anybody on this team that can grow that type of beard. Niedermeyer used to get a nice beard, didn't he? Niedermeyer yeah. used to get a nice beard. Yep, he definitely, did. definitely. And who else were the old school Devils used to? Danico get a nice and the Big old gray burly. I mean, yeah. Stevens had the goatee. He would grow yeah. that in, and it was uh, a very respect. He could have yes. grown a, a bigger yeah. beard. Yeah, he chose the goatee, and, he, and yep. it worked very yep. well for him. Uh, I think a couple of the guys will go with the goatee over the beard. That's another question, really. Mm. But I think I, I can see like a Miles Wood doing that, going with uh, the goatee. Yeah, because I think he can grow a beard, but he's not going to like go after the. Whole Everyone beard, had though. a goatee. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's yes. a little out of fashion right now, too. It is, which is probably why they would do it. You know. You kind of be a bit of a hipster on the goatee front. 
I was gonna like just do. I would do the. See, I would just go mustache if and I'm in. I would but like totally the long mustache, do mustache, like oh, a Randy yeah. McKay kind That's of. That's like, what like I when would. When Henrique used to do the what the uh, what did he call it the the mustache the Movember with the mustache. Remember, he used to always come out with the mustache in November. Yeah. Nobody shaves in November. That's the whole thing. It's not just Adam Henrique. He didn't invent it. No, Henrique used to have the mustache when he would do some <laughs> kind of charity thing where he would like. I forget what he would do with. How long have you been money. in Lithuania? Four years. Okay. But I've traveled back and forth, man. Okay. I've been to Jersey. I've been up in, you know, Florida. I used to go to every Devils game in Florida, and then I would try to hit Jersey when I could. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Tone, you had some stuff you wanted to talk about with uh, some stuff about the possible playoff matchup Devils-Rangers, and we had some uh, feedback from some Twitter accounts that we were going to discuss, and... Yeah, so I put a question out there, you know, for the strengths and weaknesses going into the playoffs for the team. Like, you know, um, I just, you know, basically what did people think going into the playoffs, what the Devils had strength-wise and what was the weaknesses. And I'm going to read some of the replies. And sorry, everybody, if I messed up the names because, you know. You're illiterate? Yes. Lithuania is his first language. (laughs) Yes. So so the first comment was from – the screen name was best captain Nico Hishier at Nico Overtime, and it was strength. Quick question. I'm That's so sorry. Name. Can you just read exactly what you wrote real quick, and then you can yes. read what Nico Lover 5000 wrote? Okay. <laughs> One or whatever it was. Nico. One second here, guys. Okay. Four games left on the schedule, fellow Devils, Devils Army. We want to know what you think. Um, are our strengths and weaknesses going into the playoffs? We will read your comments on the show. So here we okay. go. Thank you. No problem. And the first one was strength, almost everything. Weakness, experience, and top six consistency changing, um, constantly changing. Uh, Tatar, Hishir, Mercer needs to be the top line every game. So that's that was one of the comments right there. I'll so, let you guys. I'll just yeah, read the comments. I, I, you guys I mean, go. I, I Okay, I completely agree, guys. <laughs> it sounds like they've been listening to this show <laughs> right. every day. Yeah, yeah it's exactly right. Yeah, the line, the lineup uh, changing has got to, you know, it's enough is enough. But yeah. Move on. Okay. I and like how you said there's a lot of line changes. I think everyone kind of mentions the line changes. but it was, Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, Legend Zog, I believe it is, at Le- the Legend Zog. Uh, one of the biggest weaknesses is the fact that they constantly change lines. The last game, the lines were amazing. Hopefully they keep the same the rest of the way. Uh, that obviously it goes back to that. Um, next one is Jacqueen, Jacqueen da Silva uh, at JQM Solutions. S- some pointed out that we have we uh, some pe- some pointed out that the constant line changes we've seen might prove beneficial during the playoffs. Basically, opponents will not always be prepared. Plus, whatever combos Lindy put out uh, should have chemistry. Okay. okay. Well, that's actually very interesting. You know, I never kind of stop to think about it being a positive for the team going into the playoffs um and i suppose there could be some truth to that um you know they do have a knack of playing very well with whoever they're thrown together i think we as the fans and being fans of hockey for as long as we have it just there's so much of it that doesn't make sense because yes if they're good now imagine how good they're going to be when you leave them alone and you let them grow organically into a stable three-man unit that eventually will know where each other is every single moment that they're on the ice together. And that's what you want. And if you I can know. get lucky enough of that with one line in your team, that's awesome. But you're never going to get there with you know, with what Lindy does. And You and know so, what? I, here's what I'll say about what, what Lindy does. And I've told you this before. I go back and forth on Lindy. He has got me fucking confused all the time because I sometimes look and it makes you feel like you don't really care about anything about results because when things are going well, I wonder if he's just a a genius because he'll sometimes juggle things and he'll ride it and it's going well. He'll make a change and it keeps going well. Right. So he's on the ball there. So you could give him the credit if you want to. But then when things aren't going well, and you're like, well, of course it's not going well. You're juggling the lines everywhere. It's easy to paint him as the villain in this. But I wonder if, like, when the playoffs are all said and done, we will have any more information, and I will feel a little bit more confident either praising or blaming him on this. Because a lot of times I want to blame him for it. But on the other hand, they've had a lot of success. So what this guy brings up about them being able to switch it up, that's huge because, like, 
let's take a team that doesn't make it to the playoffs, like Edmonton, you know? And if you have to break up, you know, that top line, or at least the two in that top line, nobody's going to do that, right? And how are they playing as a team? Not so good, right? So maybe that is something Lindy's doing right, is making these guys, in his own way, interchangeable players. Like, a la Jacques Lemaire. Like, that's kind of maybe... a maybe we'll look back on it and go like the devils have had such a deep playoff run <clears throat> cup winning play you know like who knows right. how far they're gonna go right but like maybe he's more genius than we're giving credit for and all those little missteps along the way hey that just had to happen look at the record it's pretty good you know so i i honestly i'm very excited about these playoffs just as like a where i stand on lindy because I, I be, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I go back and forth on him all the time, and yeah. I feel like it's just about whether they're winning constantly or it's just that's, two losses in a row. That oh my god, I can't have that. You know? Yeah, but I mean that's eventually what it's about, right? Like if they go and and win the Stanley Cup this year, and at the end, okay, while we're doing this show in June, celebrating a fourth Stanley Cup in New Jersey. We're going to sit there and say, like, my God, it was brilliant of Lindy. I mean, we thought he was crazy right. the whole time, and look what happened. But but prior to that, we were probably would have been extremely frustrated for the next three months on this podcast, pissing and moaning about what he's going to do. My point is basically that the, the book is still out. I mean, you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of don't know. Um, right. I know from a personal per, uh, person who watches his team uh, on a regular basis, I don't like it. But at the same time, somebody else can turn around to me and go, look at the standings, look at the, the numbers, it's working. So I, it's hard to argue with success. And at the same time, though, I wish things were done a little differently. So maybe that's just me, and maybe we are all kind of being fooled by the genius of Lindy Ruff. I don't know. What do you that's think, what I Bob? wonder. I like right. Lindy Ruff, and I, you know, I mean, I... I don't think he'll be – I have a feeling he might not be back next year, but I do like Lindy Ruff, and I think he's had a hell of a career, and I think his numbers do speak for it. I mean, there might be some things that are mind-boggling. I do agree, but I have to say, man, this has been a hell of a season, and I think he's part of it. What do you think, Bobby? Well, I like his reply. I understand his point. Uh, I think it's a great point. Um, for Lindy, with me, it's, it's a little more of um, – I think he's very in tune with the team. So – some of the in-game moves, I think, he's literally doing for a very good reason, and that's where the results show. I think my problem has been kind of the shorter leash, you know, second shift doing it or changing a line just to change a line for the next game. I don't know what happens in practice, so I don't really know that. I mean, to the, to the person's point, um, you know, that learning to work with all the players, that kind of happens organically on most teams throughout the season too, just not to the degree that Lindy was doing it. There's definitely going to be times in a playoff series where, you know, if we're being shadowed by a line, if that happens anymore, and, you know, that's when you see Jack pop out real quick for the third line or you mix things up. Because, again, like we talked about, we got so much depth on our three lines. If you're a smart team and you're trying to figure out who you're going to play against each of our lines, that can really trip them up. So there's a lot of merit to that um, that post. But, you know, it's still yeah. – and, again, I've, I've – been a little more on Lindy's side. I think Tony and I kind of are a little more okay with them than you two um, just because of the results. But again, I just think it's more the short leash that kind of gets to me. I think he's got a reason to do. The short leash thing I think is what is the most frustrating for everybody uh, that watches the team because it's, you know, you just said it too, like it's sometimes two shifts or it's sometimes we won last night. Everybody played right. well. Why are we changing it up? This, you know, right. when I believe that the Mercer Heischer line, and I could be wrong, but I think they went two games without a goal um, or without a point. Then, uh, but before that, you know, we all know how great they were doing. But it, it was only two games, and I think when you look at a sample size of saying the last six that they were together, we've had positive production. I think a big the part two. Of that, why are we breaking that up? A big part of that, Chris, was really i think the pressure to get meyer going and find out where he's gonna be because that was a lot of the shuffle and had to do with meyer like where's he really gonna be comfortable do we want to put this guy in a third line is that gonna look bad or um and i think it looks great (laughs) quite frankly i i don't know i mean there might be some truth to that but i think meyer would have been great no matter where you plopped him i think they were the one like meyer was i think to finally have a set line now is what meyer really no matter who you throw him he's gonna do well 
Right. It was, you know, okay, he did. He produced when he was on Hughes' line. He produced when he was on Heischer's line. He produces on Hollow's line. The man's going to produce wherever. I think this was a, uh, I, I don't know if it, it might have had a lot to do with Meyer, but I also just think it was just what Lindy's been doing this whole year, even yeah. before Meyer got here. I mean, it's, it's just the constant changing of these things. Yeah. I do. I don't know if I would consider that a strength or a weakness. Uh, when it comes it's, to the it's team. It's all going to come down to how they do in the playoffs, right? right? And, and that's what's the, crazy. This is the best thing about it, right? This is right. genuinely... It's got a plus and a minus. Yeah. It's like Chris said, if he wins it, he's a genius. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Gen- exactly. genuinely, we have no idea what to expect, you know? Um, this team can come out on a, a different level. We've seen it. We've seen yep. it throughout the year. It I is mean, curious, though. Like, you got a new team who's never been in the playoffs in so long, all young players... And we got a coach that fits that same personality. He's yeah. he as a, a coach. If you have to coach against him, you don't know what this guy's going to do. Nope. I mean, if there are certain teams, you know they're going to ro- roll certain lines. Lindy, as old as he is, is definitely not set in his ways when it comes to lines. No. And that's With pretty. Lindy, amazing. don't you get the ideas when he does the press? He does not give a shit what anybody thinks. This guy. No, like, I give him that. Definitely. I, he definitely doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks. And there, you know, I am not a giant fan of Lindy. Um, coaching this team only because I think that a younger uh, coach that was a little more in tune with today's game might might have better results with this young crew. But at the same time, yeah. this dude's 80 years old, and he is connecting on a serious, deep, personal level with guys 21, 22, 23 years old. To he doesn't the point, even meme. He has no it, idea how to meme. No. Man probably doesn't even have a—probably still uses a flip phone— and he yeah. is connecting with these kids, and they're buying into whatever craziness he's saying. Um, and I look, he installed a clapper installed in the Lindy, uh, exactly. <laughs> I mean, once they get him up from his naps, he's ready to go. All right, and you know, I, I just think also, you know, we are giving a ton of credit to Lindy Ruff. Well, Lindy Ruff was the coach of this team last year, and they didn't do so good. And he was the coach of this team the year before, and they didn't do so good. He's the coach of this team this year, but what's the difference? The difference also is Goal the assistant coaches. No, the assistant coaches but brought also a ton. Andrew yes, Burnett. Lot, no, we're talking about coaches, dipshit. Andrew we had Burnett. seven goals this year. You don't think that's part of the problem, <laughs> dipshit? Of course it was. But Andrew Burnett coming into this team, I think, has done wonders with the coaching this team. Uh, I think he's a guy that should be head coaching somewhere. And I do think he will be our head coach. Wouldn't it be crazy if years from now you read Andrew Burnett's like biography and he's like, I had that team going like a fine machine. Every two minutes, Lindy's changing the lines. I'm trying to fix his <laughs> right. shit. But don't I, you think I can believe anything. anything. I don't even right. know what to believe. That wouldn't shock you. Yeah. You know, if you found out that he was really, you know, Dick Cheney and running the whole thing from behind the scenes. Right. And, you know? and somehow steering this team to victory despite, like, a very aged, right. Mr. crazy Magoo Mr. Magoo. Magoo. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand, Mr. Magoo might be a fucking genius and nobody gets him. Exactly. And, and I don't... I, you know what? I take it back. After the playoffs, I'm still not going to know. I'm not going to know. I'm not going to understand. Because Lindy you know Ruff. what it is? They'll go just far enough that you yeah. think he's a genius, but not far enough that you're enough that you're willing to say that. So it's Even like if yeah, they win the cup, I'm going to wonder: was it Burnett? Was it was it, right. it Lindy? I'm not going to know. You know, when they're celebrating, you know, hoisting the Stanley Cup, and like Lindy Ruff is on the bench looking for something that he dropped and not paying attention, or you know, has to run to the bathroom. You know, then we know it was Andrew Burnett. No, the only team. way you're going to know is they do amazing this year and they fall apart under Burnett next year, and that's the only <laughs> that's way. That's true. Be like, oh my god, it was all Lindy. They yeah. are this year. What? I don't think the Devils expected to be where they are this year. I think Lindy was bought in to don't tell them for that. a guy like them next year. So I think that you know, I think it. I mean, I think they peaked a little early, man. I think yeah, I think as an organization, as an organization, yeah. they didn't yeah. expect to be this yeah. far. I think that's fair, definitely. Yeah. And I think and, next uh, year we might see Burnett in there. I think that might have been the whole plan. I just think we might have. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was definitely the plan. I, I mean, um, you don't bring a guy of the caliber of, of Andrew Burnett in. Um, without eventually it being known amongst all parties, Lindy included, that this is your successor. We're not telling you when you have to step down, but you know this is the guy. Um, (laughs) Yeah, which which is cool, you know, and this is it should be a seamless transition when it happens. If we're not completely crazy and they don't go fucking hire John Tortorella next year, you know, something right. So so you know what's crazy? You guys see Torts. 
went up in the press box the other night to watch the team. And yeah. what I don't know if you guys know the assistant coach that, but I mean Rocky Thompson, he only played twenty five NHL games with Calgary and Florida. But that dude, if you ever get a chance, Google him, his fights, dude, that guy was a goddamn beast, man. And he's he, the oh, assistant he, coach of the Flyers? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Well, he's, okay. Yeah, he, he's been doing that. He, when, when, uh, what's his name? Torts went up to the booth. He took over and the team. Torts did that. Why? To watch the game to from watch there? The to the get paid by not really working? What did he... Oh, it was, different it was the closest place to get to the door. I think of right. like, they're, they're getting yeah, mad he's at you. He's, sitting with he's like, my God. They fucking suck from way up here, too. What the fuck? I gotta watch him from the bathroom. Go to the moon. They still suck from the moon. This is terrible. Who's coaching these? Hey, Rocky, what the fuck are you doing? They got a statue of you out front, and you can't even get these guys skating right. So they got this great fighter to take over because they go. Yeah, you had a chance to look up Rocky Thompson. Something Phillies, Flyers. Like, right? Did they know that Sylvester Stallone's not really from Philly? And just because he's from there doesn't mean he can coach the Flyers. You also can't fight your way to a cup anymore. Okay, no, it's like no, you're like forty five years no. later, and that yeah, might no, be the Flyers' biggest problem. They're so stupid. Yeah, they are too <laughs> stupid. So, so that, that last comment, there was a reply. John Tortorella is going to just start coaching the team from home next year. You know, I mean, what the fuck is he doing? Zoom coaching. He's just going to zoom be coaching on his the new couch. Like, the pandemic way. But uh, there was a comment to the last comment. There was a reply to that. It said, bottom line is uh, it has hurt the Devils Club tremendously in the second half. The lines that they went with Tuesday versus Pittsburgh worked extremely well. Leave the lines like they were and build. Constantly changing the lines gets the players frustrated. So that was the reply to that last comment. I wonder if was he has a, any uh, inside scoop of it getting the players frustrated. That was Jack Hughes who wrote right? that. Who wrote that? Hughes. Miles Atwood, um, 69. Yeah. <laughs> But the next and the next comment was depressed Devils fan at New Jersey Aww. Devils eight six one three. Buck up, camper. They're having a Strippings. great year. They need to They're change that year. profile name to <laughs> turn that former upside down. Form, former depressed Devils fan. Yeah. Strength, speed, skill, goaltending, depth, weakness, physicality, which I one hundred percent agree. Uh, playoff experience and defense recently. Yeah, okay. I mean, uh, fair. fair, all fair. They're showing a little more grit lately, though, right? Don't they have, yeah. little they bit, have little yeah. pockets here and there. They can, they've been turning that on a little yeah. bit. They, you know, I do think that they're going to be ready for the playoffs. Um, you know, this is going to be a really exciting series. I mean, the guys, we know it. It's going to be the Rangers. It's going to be a week and a half from now. This time next week, we're going to be crazy. getting ready for That's the crazy. final game of the season and oh. getting ready to do our brackets and predictions for the playoffs and putting on our big boy pants because that's when the fun really starts but this team is ready to go to battle with the rangers who around here in this area nobody thinks the the devils belong in this series the rangers are going to wipe the floor with us um that's what everyone is talking about Look what they did against Tampa Bay, and they didn't even have Patrick Kane in the lineup. What do you think they're going to do to you guys? Blah, blah, blah. No, I haven't heard that. Yeah. Did, did, Dan, did you um, see that game yesterday? There was like 70 minutes in penalties. Yeah, uh, I know, like, a lot of fights. Yeah, a lot of fights. A couple fines happened. Fined, fined, yeah. Fines yeah. is fine. They had Kane in the lineup when we played him. Yeah, Kane him. was in the lineup when we played him. But, you know, it's it, manageable. It, we managed him. Well, I mean, that was a great defensive think... game we played. All right, so I'll give you guys a, you know, different – Categories. You tell me if it is an advantage or a disadvantage. Advantage Can we call Rangers, them categories. Adventure Devil. At, yeah, categories. Okay. I will throw I like some categories out. Okay. Then you guys in you scatter them out. Only I will scatter them, but you have okay. to answer in a scat like reply. Ah, so okay. after you say do like that. All right, you got it. I'll do it. So this is categories. And you have to tell me if you think what it's a stupid ad, game we made. Ad, advantage Rangers, advantage Devils. Okay. The first category is. And this guy's giving us coaching advice. Go ahead. Defense. Okay. Advantage Devils, advantage Rangers. See that? that mm. Ooh, uh, you did it before. I was expecting after. I'm gonna go I like with- that you did it before. I think that's awesome. I yeah. think I got to go with a draw on this one. I don't. I don't really know their depth of. This is not Pictionary. It's a Excuse fucking me, categories. If, if Tony can picture? answer a devil, you know that's still playing. I could give it a draw. I see it in these <laughs> predictions all the time. Okay. Ahead, it's a draw. 
It's that was a, a very controversial. Right. Okay. Um, tone. You know, I'm, I'm going to go. I would go with the Rangers, but I say recently. <laughs> recently, I'm saying recently. Hang on, hang on. what the back. fuck just happened, Bob? Did he bop, He's going to scat. Zitty bop, bop, bop. That's what you were doing. You were warning him to yeah. scat. He was trying to <laughs> scat for him. It was a, a scat no, for him. Like, no, he's not scatting. Yeah, our, three, our three listeners just signed off. <laughs> Are you going to finish your answer? Turns out I'm not in the scat. <laughs> oh, they're scatting yeah, again? Scat. Well, if they were fucking yodeling, that'd be awesome. <laughs> it's optional. Okay, we got a yodel at a tone. Go ahead, defense tone. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to kind of agree with Bobby. At first I would have said the Rangers, but I think the Devils' defense has played a little bit better lately. So, so we go. a draw? Yeah, I would say a draw, yeah, as of right now. Dan? I'm going to give this to the Devils, and I'm basing this off of a couple things. Number one, um, well, I'll just put it this way, Hamilton. It, they, the Rangers don't have an answer for Hamilton. And now, look, I, I, first of all, we got to define this. If it's defense, defense like team defense, that's have what that it argument. is. It's team, team defense. Okay, so you don't want to go by through the defensive core because I'm going to give that to the Devils too. But if you want to go team defense, I'm also giving it to the Devils. Okay. Nico Heeshear, he's going to be uh, on the ball with that, doing his job two way. He's going to lead the team. Look at the last game. That game that they played against the Rangers, look. You might not get seven out of seven games like that from the Devils, but you're going to get enough. They know how to play tight defense yeah. against this team if they need it. As long as they get the good goaltending that they can from Vito Vancek. Uh, <laughs> Vito? Vito. Vito. <laughs> Vito. Vito. Hey, Vito. Hey, Vito. <laughs> He's getting more New Jersey every day. Exactly. But, like, with Vito, he's really a slice of pizza on his helmet. <laughs> that, or we call him Vitz. We can't say Vitek all the time. We're not in Lithuania. Well, we can like, call him Vitek. Tony, Tony does. I don't call him Vitek. I don't like that at all. It's not, it makes him sound like a robot. He's a Vitek. Vitek. Tony's the only one that calls him that. Tony's <laughs> got his pronunciation for Yeah, but we all call him Schmid, Schmid, and Chris calls Schmid, Schmid. So I don't know what the hell's going on. Everybody right. needs a Schmid. It's an old thing we've been doing on this Everybody show. Everybody needs right. a Schmid. But, you know, look. With Vanacek, I think that he's going to be solid. We're talking about goaltending. We're, we're supposed to be talking about team, team, team defense. defense. yes. And I think I still give that to the Devils. I think the Rangers are very responsible. They're a good team. But I think the Devils will commit to defense against the Rangers, and they'll, they're going to do the job. They really will. And so right. I, I'm giving them that edge. Is it by a lot? No. Are these guys wrong to call a draw? I mean, no, not really wrong. They're, they're a little bit, I'm going to call them timid, our, our fellow friends. I'm giving the Devils the edge on defense, um, you know, because retort. I just I think they're okay. going to do it. Well, go ahead, Bob. You're There's a retort. retort. And I'd like to retort has the floor. Daniel makes some excellent points. I was referring specifically to the D core, but I will 100% agree with him in terms of team defense. I would give that to the Devils. You mean like the decorations? When you say D core, do you mean the decorations? Now, here, here's <laughs> the thing. The crazy thing is that the Rangers are actually fourth in team defense in the league. The Rangers are, on paper and by numbers, the better team defense. Now, and I attribute some of that, at least on the Devils' end. The Devils don't play traditional defense. When they have to play traditional, responsible defense, we kind of get it. burned a lot. The Devils' defense is a great offense. It's how they win. It's keep, it, keeping that puck in the offensive zone, allowing 20, 25 shots, you know, getting two by, but Vitek comes up huge at the end. Always that third period, he's locked in. If they're up a couple of goals, that's how they win. They dominate. When they get into those, you know, getting caught in odd man rushes, they're not using their speed, just guys out of position. They do that a lot more than the Rangers do. Um, I will... Agree with everything that that you said, Dan, and I do also agree with you guys too. Uh, so I'm going to say the Rangers are probably right now the better of the team defense because they play more traditional defense. They are very responsible positionally and everything. We are a, not so responsible, but we make up for it with all the offensive attributes that we have. So yeah, they're more point. consistent over an 82 to game season. Right. You got to give it to the Rangers yeah. on that. There's a reason they're ranked fourth. You're right about that. I just think the matchup, 
I think you're going to see the Devils outshine them on defense. We'll I, find out, right? I think no. I, I think you're going to. I do. I agree. I think the Devils are going to be so up for this series, and I think the Rangers have a lot more to lose than the Devils do. Um, second category: goaltending. Bobby, you go first. Rangers. I mean, yeah. That, I, that I don't really have to say much. I love V. He does great. I think he's going to keep us in plenty of games, but it's got to give us light edge. Just you just you have to. Yeah. Is anyone disagreeing with that? Really? Right. No. I mean. I, I kind of will in one regard. Look, if you were rating goaltending, you know, purely on the goaltender and their overall ability and everything else, I'm going to agree with Bobby. But your goaltender also has to fit your team really well, okay? And Shesterkin has not let his team down. I don't think he will this series either. But I think Vanacek may emerge victorious anyway because of the timeliness of the great saves that he makes. So it's really hard to just say very clearly Shesterkin. I, look, if I'm picking an all-star team, I'm going to give it to Shesterkin right now. I, I, I totally get it. So I'm not really saying, you know, you're wrong there uh, at all. But I think that in the end, like, if Vanacek plays his game with this team, he's going to win the goaltending battle. And that's going to be hard for, you know, Rangers fans to swallow and I get it. why, because he's going to probably have fewer saves per game, but they're going to be more timely, and that's yep. what wins the games. So it's going to be really hard at the end of the day go, oh, when he made those two crazy saves in the third when we were up 4-2 and you guys couldn't make a comeback, that he wasn't the better goaltender. You know, yeah. sometimes better is just winning. And, yeah. you know, it's a whole Marty Brodeur argument. Uh, you know, you go against a guy who makes 50 saves a night, and that might just be Shesterkin. Right, so in the end, who do you want? You want the winning goaltender. It's always hard to separate the winning goaltender from the team, and in that regard, you might look at it and go, maybe it's Vanacek. Well, well here's the thing with goaltending, in my opinion. Like, look at Vitek Vanacek. We have no idea how he's going to play in the playoffs. And last year was the first year we got to see Shosturkin in the playoffs. Shosturkin was pulled in, I believe, two games in round one. Um, they did start uh, Gagorgiev uh, a couple of games. He did, you know, have in the first two series three losses, um, and Tampa did knock them out. So Shosturkin, yes, is a better goaltender in the regular season um, as of right now. Come playoff time, only because he has experience, I'll give the edge to Shosturkin. But I think we can completely hang with him uh, on every level. I think V is going to do exactly what he's done most of this season for us come playoff time. Uh, and, you know, I think, yeah, the Devils are going to beat the Rangers in the first round, and a lot of that is going to be on V. And that's the one thing the Ranger fans are constantly harping on is, you know, we have Sisterkin, and look, he's phenomenal. But, yeah. you know, it only took us to, two goals to beat you last time. Right. So that's in their head, too. And to be fair, I will say that if they got equal number of shots, I'm probably going to hands down give this to Shesterkin, um, yeah. especially equal number of quality shots. But I don't think that's going to happen, okay? The Devils' offense, which we didn't get to yet, is going to make an uneven playing field for Shesterkin. And will he be able to accommodate that level of offense? I don't think so. Just like the last game shows, he was amazing, right. and he couldn't overcome that offense. Yeah. And that's you know what it comes down to. Can you do that? And I don't know. Vanacek could could do what Shesterkin has to do for the Rangers in order for them to win either. I'm not saying he's But that goes back to what you're saying about certain players fitting much better in certain systems. Right. Exactly. Um, and we will, because we have a week and a half until the playoffs start, we will delve heavily into offense. But I will just throw out one more fun category, category um, before we get to the Devil, you know, and then we can all go watch uh, the Devils beat up on the Columbus Blue Jackets. You see how checked out we are for the regular season? We're just yeah. like, it's got it. Let's go already. Tonight? I don't yeah, know. One more Stop comment for the playoffs, too, from somebody also. Oh, okay. Yeah, you you want to read that? or? Yeah, it's just a new um, – just because I told them all I'm going to read their comments when they participate. Uh, New Jersey Devils True at Kincaid Taz One says, We have strength in pretty much all aspects of the game. My main concern would be the net and the true task at hand is focus. When we have focus, we can beat anybody. Okay. And that's not I agree. Um, you know, it, they, they've, they've been focused a lot this year. You now, know, what was the name again? Awesome. It was Kincaid what? Kincaid Taz 1? Okay. So, yeah. All right. They, so, 
The last I wonder guy. if they want Kincaid back. That's why I was thinking. The first thing I thought of too. They were a big Kincaid fan. Unless it is, I Kincaid. love Kincaid. You know yeah, what about fun. Kincaid too? Is, I, I was thinking about this the other night when we were all talking. You know, Kincaid. I will give him this. He's the reason we went to the playoffs that one year too. We always talk about oh, all that. 2018. Yes. He was came standing on his head Absolutely. at the end. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. You're right. And and uh, he didn't get the start. I don't believe. Uh, right away, I think uh, Schneider right. got. Yeah, yeah, and they pulled back. We were, yeah, and that was we were pissed off. Like, why is he got Kincaid? one game? Right, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So listen, we're gonna jump into the the next category later. Um, so okay. I, I just want to jump to the devil, you know, uh, to finish up tonight's show. Because, like I said, we did have a week and a half. Did you say the devil, you know? I did say the devil, you know, Dan. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Keep going. It's like trash. That's it. I like it. Yeah. A little bit. I, I like our sounder. All right. Uh, everybody, the rules of the devil you know for anybody who is not aware. I will read some descriptions of a former ex-New Jersey devil. The guys will have three chances to answer. Uh, they can just yell their answer out. They get three incorrect answers before they are eliminated. Um, they can ask me any questions they want. I can or cannot answer. It's up to me. Um, the only rule of the game is that the devil has to be no longer on the roster. Okay, so this, this is a new thing we're doing. Well, it's the same game. We added a rule. We added one rule because somebody doesn't follow instructions very well. So we're going to actually have to just hammer this out. And you'll you know you'll get it in your uh, rider. Just sign rules. it. What okay. I heard several rules. They added a new one. Answers. Just okay. one new rule that the devil cannot be on the active roster. Right. Like I said, okay. you guys can. Does sign he have the to be alive or can, does he have to be dead? Doesn't have to be. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to kill anybody for this game. Okay. <laughs> I want to do Randy McKay. I'm gonna <laughs> put the gun down. In All right. This former devil was drafted 42nd overall in 1992. Hmm. Hmm. He played professionally from 1991. Scott Breland. I mean, Sergey Breland. Wow. Are you effing kidding me? Am I right? You are Holy 100 per- How in heck did you get Sergey Breland from that? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, seriously. <laughs> How do you do this? Like, I made a joke when we were talking on the phone earlier. I'm like, Man. hey, you want the answer for the, the devil you know? I'm like, I, I just finished doing it. Holy and shit. I made a joke like that, but I didn't tell him. Are you saying about him right, right? I'll give you the rest of the clues. No, like, what? I can tell, tell you how I got this, but go ahead. So, no, no. Tell us first how you got it, okay. and then I'll read the so rest I of the So I have – Chris knows I have a hell of a hockey stick collection from Game Use Sticks. I have a Sergey Breland stick. I, what I usually do is – I make a plate and I keep it like a information plate for the for my kids. If something happens to me and I croak, my kids can say, "Okay, this is the player." So I usually put stats down. So when Chris, so yes, my stick work has been pretty damn good. Go and what did you have down for Sergey Breland? <laughs> I had the year he was drafted. So that's why I remember '92. I was like, so yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So tell me the rest of your clues. Wow, please. wait, wow, wait, wait. I, I, we drafted nobody else in '92 <laughs> and stayed on the team. How did you get this? Forty seconds. You know, there's like some unseen supernatural force that you have. I'm you, the reason you get these is not the game. reason you get these. I need to retire from this game. No, no, no. You need to play a lottery or something. You're amazing. Or no, or changing the name of the game to the no. devil. Tony doesn't know. I'll take it over next week. This is. I think we can. I think. Holy shit! Look, I think that before we can say that United, this has now become a thing, we have to go the in our regular order. Now. <laughs> For the next, so next week Tony will read drafted. So we don't have to deal with Sergey Breland drafted. This former devil put on a pair of ice skates in his life. <laughs> Sergey Breland, Neil Broughton. No, did you know it was Sergey Breland? Listen to the rest of these clues. Okay. All right, Damn. so he played played professionally from 1991 to 2012. Let's let me know when you guys would have like maybe gotten it. No. Um. His 2000-2001 season was the, his best offensive output of his career. He played 75 games that year. He had 23 goals and 29 assists. 
No, I, I wouldn't have got it. I'm not done. Nope. I'm not done. He only played for one professional hockey club in the mm. NHL. Okay, I might have started thinking about guys like that. There's not too many. Right. I mean, he he's was, in a club of maybe like four or five. You know, he holds that, the all-time devil. He's a tenth among devils in all-time games. Seven hundred yeah. plus, right? Three hundred and eight points is nineteenth in franchise history. It's so hard to know because Tony ruined it with his oh, idiot yeah, savants. But I will get to clues where I know you guys will get it. I, I got 129 goals, which is 19th overall. You know, uh, in in right, the so now we're thinking career. he's a mainstay, but he doesn't right. score a ton. He's been yeah. a member of the, he's is. been a member of this organization for the past 20 years, and which kind of makes you think that he's still oh, wait, in holy the organization. Shit. This game is null and void. He's currently a devil. Chris. No. Yes, oh, he is. He yes, he is. Yes, he is. Holy oh, shit! You fucking man, you are a smart you son of a it? bitch. You know. I forgot. <laughs> Wow! You, how did you mess this up? Second devil. Yeah, I want you to. You know, yeah, you know I think what? I get a point too. I get that, a point too. If that that means that takes two wins away from Tony in a row, that's kind <laughs> of fucked up. Getting screwed. <laughs> now, this guy's No, but but no, and a member of the active roster. I would have mm. gone into um, one of the the only one of uh, five. Guys to win three cups with the Devils, uh, you know, nicknamed the Sarge. Eventually, I would have got his mom named him Sergey. So if it's going to be an active roster, can I do? Can I do Schmid next week? Can I do Schmid next? No, time? no, he's not no. an active roster. He's not an active roster. A, that's just you said active dick, roster. Right? You said active roster. I got no one foot. You can't yeah. do anybody in fucking Utica. You can't Look, do anybody. Your crazy with rules that only make sense in your head. You have to define them for us. I'm sorry. I told Keep you. Getting more Guys, I think winners. this is a record that no one's going to beat here. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, Two Tony. on the first question. Two of them on the Wait, first question. I'm, like, I'm actually amazed. The second one out, but you won it. it on the first question. So when Chris said it, I'm like, it can't be this. I'm like, am I? I'm like, wait a second. Dude, I want you to buy a lottery yeah, you, ticket. You didn't no, say I never win the lottery. You didn't say it with any confidence at first. No, I was like, am I? Wow, we just almost lost the whole damn like, show. What? <laughs> My battery just died. I think I said the first name wrong, too, at first. I was like... Yeah, you got it, though. You got you it. You said, you're gay, Breland. So, <laughs> to you're gay, Uruguay. Oh, yeah, two points. Yeah, two points, Tony. You Two in a row. I mean, uh, that's... In no one row. has a hat trick yet. I had two yeah, in a row. Like, especially on first questions, he... Like, he got mine on the first question. He really got yours on the first, even though he got the second one out. That's un- that's crazy. Nobody's going to beat that record. No, it's stupid. It's it's seriously is some idiot savant shit. Look, I remember playing pool with Tony years ago, right? And Tony, like, when he plays pool, you know how, like, people, like, set up their shot and they, like, you know, he, doesn't, he doesn't do that, okay? <laughs> no. Tony puts the cue down and it immediately shoots. And sometimes it's not even the you cue ball. He shoots the piss down so much. <laughs> I, would, I called him fluky because he would win these games by sheer luck. Like, right. am- amazing, like, almost breaking physics rules with no trying whatsoever. <laughs> this and is what he's doing to this off. I remember this now, Dan. So yes. this I is just what... can't understand right. it. I wish I understood it. I'm, so, I'm amazed by it. Do we think that this is going to be an occurrence? Like, this is going to happen a lot. If no. Tony continues... No. Listen, no, no, no. Do you want to ban, do you want to ban him? No, no, no. ban Tony? I want to make Tony... me and Bob have no shot. You I want to no make shot. Tony the permanent clue giver. We might have to do that. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Tony. You're out of the game. Or, or you know, Damn find it. some people that he don't he don't have the stick of. Bobby's only Maybe we'll hold off on that. I think three in a row. First question, he gets retired. Yeah, you know, yeah. we'll get one more shot to be a human. Okay, all right. So then, Tony, you read next week. Yes. And then we go back to Bobby. If you do this shit again, then we got some serious fucking problems. But. Real quick, guys, before we wrap it up, about to go play the Blue Jackets, a game that means nothing to anybody except the people that paid to go and, you know, watch this instead of the Simpsons tonight. But what are you expecting? Um, yeah, pretty much it's Vanacek's in net. So, real quick, do you guys think that's kind of – this was probably going to be the game we all thought that he would – he would get the start. I mean, I still think that if they have everything locked up, maybe he gets it in Washington, the final game of the season. But – him being an in net, is it pretty much now Vanacek's show? You guys think? From here on I, out, I can't tell you guys what's going on right now, right? Because you guys aren't watching. 
No, we're on a podcast, yeah, we're Tony. We're not watching the game. Yeah, I'm watching. I'm just saying. Tony, I can get you off right now if you just want to go watch the game. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, we beat the Blue Jackets. Guys off. We beat the Blue Jackets, and it is an, it is a good game because I want to I want to finish above the Rangers, and they're only three below us, and we got a couple games left, so I think it's a oh we we got to win this game, we will win this game. All right, I mean we we didn't even touch tonight on the Bruins game, and we're already at an hour, so um, and we all want to go watch the game, so I guess we're gonna come on uh, with our guest uh, Neil. Um, uh, Devil state of oh mind. Devil, yes, Neil from Devil State of Mind will be here Saturday after the Bruins game. Yes. Uh, so we will be on then. And, uh, guys, you want to hit us up, reach us. You can find us on Twitter. You can find read us, uh, send us anything um, at unclepuckers at gmail.com. Any questions, concerns, critiques, comments, we'll be more than happy to read them on air and uh, talk some Devil's Hockey while we build this community where hopefully we will win a cup before the New York Rangers. Anything else you guys want to add before we sign off for the evening? No, I mean, I think that about does it, man. I'm, I'm excited about seeing the Devils finish strong, and I think it's going to be a good, fit, strong finish where you just feel confident going in, into this matchup against the Rangers. It's going to be exciting. It's so exciting. Absolutely. All right, well, we will talk to you guys uh, when we see you. So see you then. Peace. Focus out. Mm-hmm.